0: This podcast is part of the Faking Fandom Media Network. Head to fakingstarwars.net slash podcasts for more hilarious shows about geek culture topics. Welcome, Mandalorian Fakers, to the Mando Roundup, brought to you by FakingStarWars.net. It's time to kick back
1: at the saloon with a desk stick or two and enjoy this week's recap of The Mandalorian. Ah, uh, bounty hunting is the life. Wouldn't you agree?
0: Teeb, um, your song is not yet written. I will serve you until it is. Um I will do whatever it takes, Teeb, to, you know, fix any problem that you have and just, you know, like a lost little puppy follow you around and do your bidding and Teeb has nothing to do. With you flaunting your bodacious uh, Batooski curves all over my TV screen. Um, so, yeah, but uh, you know, uh, we're here. It's Faking Star Wars Radio's Mando Roundup brought to you by FakingStarWars.net uh, for the galaxy's best comedy satire. Um, wow, this was a terrible intro. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> I was waiting for you to get through it, buddy. <laughs> I know. And, it, you know, it was supposed to be the simplest one ever. But in any case, um, with me, as always, is Mr. Teeb Rontor. We're here to discuss this fantastically interesting um, episode of The Mandalorian, uh, episode seven of this season three. A lot to talk about, Teeb. Um, how is how is everything going for you? Have you recovered from this uh, sack draining excitement of watching the Beskar clad? Um, jetpack troopers get their asses kicked by 40 mandalorians
1: well i would like to say that i may or may not actually be a spy i could be a dark trooper and you don't know it so anything that you say to me you know just keep that in mind i might be the spy your mom could be the spy your mom at home the listeners they they could be spies like don't trust anybody essentially at this point
0: well, yeah, I mean, there was some speculation that there was no spy in this episode. I mean, who was the spy? Are there some Mandalorians that are covertly sending information to Moff Gideon? But I think it was pretty clear who the spy was at the beginning of this episode. Um, Eliya Kane, you know, he is still on Coruscant and he's walking through the alley, the, uh, the alleyways of Coruscant, much like in Blade Runner, you've got that very Japanese y kind of look. And he, um, he encounters an Imperial spy droid. So I don't think there's any question who it's referring to. It's referring to him, Eliya Excuse me, excuse
1: me. It's an Imperial probe droid.
0: What did I call it? Not an Imperial
1: spy droid. Oh, yes, it is a probe, Because that would just be too on yeah. the nose. Because then they would both be spies, and then that would just kill the entire show we're about to do, and I would not want to kill our entire show. That's right. I mean, I'm not Kathleen Kennedy.
0: Thank goodness for that. Thank goodness for that. You are You are less attractive, though.
1: This is true. I'm not going to ever become a a trans because I've seen myself as a woman and uh, nobody needs to see that. I mean, why would you mess with perfection anyway?
0: I agree. I agree. Well, T, before we get into our who, what, when, where, why's of this episode, give us your patented roundup on the
2: roundup.
1: Well, Eliah Kane, he's walking around in the lower levels of Coruscant, and he runs into an Imperial Probe droid, and it's pretty obvious that he's a spy, and he, like, gives, uh, he, he has, like, a little conversation with Moff Gideon, and he's telling them all about, like, uh, how he's angry at, uh, Kane for letting the pirates, like, you know, the whole pirate plan didn't work out the way that he wanted, so obviously Moff Gideon was, like, in control of the pirates somehow. So that means that his entire plan was to have the pirates go and try to seek a drink uh, at a place that is now a school. That was a great plan by Moff Gideon. I mean, it's no Gus Fring move, that's for sure. Uh, and then, um, Bo-Katan, bo she goes to, like, Mandalore to try and, like, unify the tribes, and when the Armor sees the tribe, the helmetless tribe, you know, the, the shirts and skins, essentially, she doesn't have any problem with it at all, she's like, yeah, you're all Mandalorians, no problem, I know you don't have your helmets on, and you haven't taken any baths in, like, probably decades, but that's okay, because she's probably setting them up for a trap to be, um, ambushed, and, uh, ultimately, Oh, I completely forgot. Uh, we get Grogu 2.0, right? We get uh, IG-12, who is uh, either a mech or a krang depending on, you know... I mean, krang, krang at this point has had more words than Grogu. All Grogu gets to say is no and yes. Like, a like a like you know, an infant. I guess he is a baby, but the thing that bothered
0: me with this... Well, we'll get into that. I thought so, it was more like a quado, like a robotic quado from Total Recall. <laughs> Quaid! <you're> Quaid! <laughs> Dan! Yes, yes, yes! No,
1: no, no! <laughs> and then uh, Ma- Mandalorian, you know, he gets uh, taken prisoner by uh, Moff Gideon. And then they're all separated and setting up the big grand finale for Who Cares?
0: But did he get taken prisoner? I thought he escaped because Paz Vizsla comes to his rescue at the end there. Oh, I thought they
1: managed to get him. I don't even remember
0: now. Hmm, it must have been a memorable episode for you, Teab. In any case, uh, we do have a lot to talk about. I thought it was a great episode overall. I mean, clearly we, you know, they saved up their budget uh, during the soft, underbelly, mid, mid-rim mid section of this uh, season of garbage, um, and try to pull out all the stops. It is expensive. Those jetpacks cost a lot of money, Teab. Have you ever tried to kickstart a jetpack? We're talking in the millions, and they needed about 40 or 50 of them for this episode.
1: Well, Disney has a lot of experience with that after the Rocketeer, so they have a bunch of those just kind of laying around after the State Fair, the World's Fair.
0: That's true. How many? Uh, how many people do you think were burned when they were filming that scene with the jetpacks, like with all those guys flying up, up around through that cave everywhere? Which way?
1: Well, they were non-SAG, so who cares?
0: Yeah, they didn't matter. So I'm surprised they didn't ask you to do it.
1: They can't afford me. I see. Come on. You guys can barely afford me. I I mean, basically, at this point, I'm doing this as a charity. Like, I'm not making the money that I am entitled to be making. I essentially demand—we'll get into that. But at some point, I'm going to be demanding some kind of significant back pay.
0: Well, T.B., you did sign your soul and life away in a contract uh, many years ago that cannot be renewed or edited.
1: I don't remember doing that, but now I am remember the controller of the show after I saw the mammoth outside of my uh, Dagobah <laughs> house. So, you
0: even forgot to mention that that we saw a mythosaur in this episode, right? That was bonkers. The mythosaur destroyed their um, Mad Max Fury Road boat. You thing. think that was a mythosaur? I didn't see anybody
1: um, in any of the you know the the big two as I call them uh, heavy spoilers and uh, that Ryan other one he... with the dog. Green Crash. Yeah. yeah. They weren't saying they were just saying big monster. If that was a mythosaur, that's a major fail on Disney's part
0: because nobody was like
2: that's a mythosaur, mythosaur portside sir, mythosaur, mythosaur.
0: I mean, it must have been a mythosaur because uh, if it wasn't, it was just some random weird monster thing. They're means... just
1: like building up to random weird monsters. Like this is like the eighth mm. random weird monster. Like, why are you surprised at this point?
0: Also, oh, that's true. Do you think they ate those babies? Uh, I do. I hope they did because they look delicious. I mean, those cute little birdies, the the little chickadees. Okay, Um, but
1: here's the thing: they should have consulted with us because then we could have gotten some IG69 hot sauce. Because now it's just a wait. If you don't put hot sauce, barbecue sauce, same thing for me. Honestly, barbecue sauce and hot sauce are the same thing to me because all my barbecue sauces are hot because Mm. I'm not. Uh, you know, a biatch.
0: Well, Ig Ig sixty nine makes a variety of different flavors. Most of them are spicy, but it just depends on how many people he's executed and and uh, you liquefied. Um, that tends to have a lot to do with the flavor profile of his hot sauces.
1: Yeah, it depend. Yeah, exactly. It's it's who he kills, right? It's not. It, yeah, it's a whole thing. So, but they didn't even they didn't even like talk to us. You know, it, it's really, it's it, uh, basically I'm insulted. They wasted those delicious little birds.
0: I know. Um, I mean, it's like some. You know, now we're dealing with the uh, Navarro in fried uh, chickadees here, and they oh. didn't even really <laughs> eat them. Like they just cooked I got them a, up. I got a nice little twist for you. What if?
1: Uh, what if Jimmy Kimmel's kid, right? Paz's kid. Was like uh, Charlotte's Web, right? And like he's all like, uh, oh, I really like these birds, Dad. <laughs> and he's like, That's great. And then he's like, he, draw, he draws like attached to him, and he's like,
2: That's some bird. And okay.
1: then all of a sudden, they're just like, Nope, we're frying them up. That's and, some
0: know, like, baby dragon chickadee.
1: There it is. That's some chicka chickadee. Mm-hmm.
0: And like and like a coocking monkey lizard can be like the character of Templeton. He could just be always like. <laughs> Bringing bringing some garbage to uh, random crap. To the, yeah, yeah, it'd be amazing. Well, what would
1: be the spider then? Who would be who would be uh, Charlotte? Right? Oh. Wasn't Char- was Charlotte, Charlotte? Was Charlotte? Charlotte was like the spider. She right. was the spider. Yeah. 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 That yeah. would be
0: the the character from season two or from episode two. The like meki kind of eyeball spider dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the one that rightfully should be wielding the dark the saber. the, saber, yep, the, the official leader of Mandalore <laughs> until until it got handed off. Um, so yeah. Wow. T, well, who on the Imperial sh- Super Scary Shadow Council, we know they're scary because they're called the Shadow Council, by the way, um, who on the Imperial Shadow Council shops at the Naboo Energy Door Outlet Mall?
1: <laughs> Barack Obama.
0: Right. Did you think that was weird that they they're using that same technology on uh, the planet that Moff Gideon's on to do that sort of door thing like that that finally, I found that distracting. What door thing? What are you talking about? What you know, the door like, that in, was like a triangle or in Phantom here, Menace maybe? when uh. You know, Qui Gon, Qui oh, Gon, running yeah, after Darth Maul. There's like that energy binder door thing that's yeah, like a video game. Don't... You got to pass each one. And and Moff Gideon walks through the same type of corridor here before he gets to the Shadow Council and walks by all the clones.
1: Yeah, clearly they need to put some of those up in the Target in Ohio and up in Canada because uh, they're having a lot of loss um, loss prevention fails lately at Target. So they should initially. Yeah. You know, they should start a stun to let people, you know, work up to the fact that they're going to be horribly murdered if they run into one of these, uh, you know, stun walls. But, you know, I, you know, get with me,
0: Target. We can talk about it. Why don't they just, like, mount those around, like, the IG-12 Grogu um, situation? I'm just going to call it the Grogu situation now. And then you can just, like, <laughs> walk situation? around in a like box, had... a red box of, like, energy binders, and, and he'd be impervious to any la- laser blasts.
1: Okay. That's really funny because you're not from the South, but when you say the Grogu situation, that refers to like being pregnant. Nah. So the, so IG-12, <laughs> who, who gets to be the sentient one in this relationship, right? Like yeah. why, why does Grogu get to have the brain and why? I, I mean, there's a lot of like complex, you know, soul searching questions that are going to be brought up by this.
0: Yes, and I mean, the Grogu situation, I'm just hoping for a lightning bolt that, like, you know, like, electrifies both of them, and then you have, like, a reversal of the consciousness, and then IG-12 ends up, like, controlling Grogu. (laughs) It's, like, amazing. Yeah. Can we talk about this? I I mean, we need to talk
1: about this, Uh, unless it's in your whole, you know, 5W questions. Uh, I, I do want to bring this up. Why was it so much of a big deal for Grogu to be sentient in this droid when he had plenty of sentience in his little pram when he's flying around, saving the day, going to get Boca Raton to save Din Dern, you know?
0: Yeah, I, I don't understand why this is an upgrade for him because it doesn't have like shields. He's, like, exposed and open. Like, yeah, it definitely seems like a downgrade in terms of his safety as being the most force-sensitive being in the galaxy. So it's it's just got major cute value, team. I think it's, we're just going to have to be satisfied with the cute value of it.
1: I mean, I died when he was all, yes, 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 I, yes. I, yes, I, I, It was great. I, like, being able to communicate was, I think, what made it novel. But him, like, stealing fruit. By the way, can we talk about this? He's supposed to be a Jedi. Mm. He
0: cheats. He steals, he kills. He doesn't, doesn't respect property, team. He's a communist. He believes that, like you know, to uh, each according to their need. And he needs fruit. He needs food. He's a he's got a fast metabolism uh, with all that force use, teeb. So Grogu is a Marxist. Yeah, that he's a Marxist. Out, actually. <laughs> no, that <laughs> you know, that totally checks out. It's not it's not unethical to steal bread to feed your family, Teab. It's
1: it, he doesn't have a family. <laughs> it's just him and, and and a
0: once great bounty hunter
1: who is now you know relegated to standing next to. Both team,
0: how do you know that that's not how Grogu and Yoda species don't reproduce? Maybe he has a family growing in his belly, and he needs to feed them, and that's why he's eating so much because he, these little tadpoles are growing in his stomach acid, <laughs> and eventually he's just going <laughs> to puke them out, and that's how these creatures, you know, regenerate.
1: No, it just reminds <laughs> me of the very first time we saw Grogu, and what you said about Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i can't say it because you'll have to beep
0: it but yoda bangs man yep.
1: yoda bang yoda humps he bang he
0: bang <laughs> so this is this is actually related to this part about grogu but um what is the new ig12 with patented grogu belly cockpit pop doll going to look like and are you going to buy one you mean the funko pop yeah the funko pops the the ig12 grogu situation funko pops
2: <laughs> situation
1: that's so great they, we need to patent that or whatever so that disney can't take that from us because that is gold ryan airy i swear to god if we hear grogu situation yeah you, we're coming for you but i know he listens so he must uh, well we love you but please don't steal that one because that's gold that's just mm. great um, yeah no I, don't, I love Funko Pops I mean uh, I won't even tell you that my um, significant other has a collection that rivals probably most people on the internet to hmm. be
0: quite honest I just I mean it, obviously this was a risk for Disney by the way I was spoiled about this i had read almost accidentally about this spoiler so i was kind of expecting it i thought nah there's no way it was one of those spoilers that you read you're just like no that's some drunk dude at home like trolling people and like that's the one that ends up being real like i had read so many other like totally legit things that you're like oh of course that's what's going on you know no none none of that none of that but then grogu becoming like a tank operator is the one that they go with (laughs) I mean, where did you see that? I don't know. It was somewhere on Reddit, I think. Like, I was reading, wow. you know, trolling Reddit, and that's what I found. So, yeah, it was pretty interesting. But I, I'm i trying to come up with a, a, a reason to justify why this would happen. I mean, obviously, Funko Pop sales are going to go through the roof. But it, it must have some practical reason. I mean, okay, there, there was a reason which was they needed him to have arms that were long so he could push aside Paz Vizla and that other Mando <laughs> axe woves or whatever when they were getting into their little chess battle you know it's like um, Magnus Magnuson the chess master of the world accusing the other dude of cheating have you seen that you know recently he had a, he had anal beads up his butt and he was using it to get like help from computer codes and stuff and you know Paz <laughs> Vizla's like you no so- you're using Deep Blue to get cheat codes up your butt with anal beads you're you're a cheater. And then uh, Axe Wolves is like, no, I'm not. He can, you know, you can take it and suck it. Oh yeah. It's been a great controversy uh, about these chess masters uh, recently. And Grogu's like, no, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if he cheats, just love each other. Wow. And he needed those IG arms to make that happen. Teep. So everyone hugged.
1: Well, let's talk about this. How is it that a baby has more leadership skills than Boca Raton? <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, she did get her people to Mandalore. Like, they all followed her. I mean, no, that no, took no, no, some no, no, no.
1: That scene where she's like, look, they're going to fight. Let them fight or whatever. A, a leader would have at the very least said, no, I'm trying to unify you idiots. I know maybe you're going to have animosity or whatever, but like, this is stupid. Let's not fight, right? Which is all essentially all Grogu does is say, no, no, no. And they're like, oh, okay. Like Oops. I would, if I would have handled it differently, I would have been like, "You guys want to fight? Stop the ship. <laughs> there's the, there, you know, there's the overboard. Go out there, fight to your heart's content. I'm trying to unify this group of idiots, right. so you guys can go kill each other and watch what they would do. That's leadership, not just ah eh, let them fight. It's fine. Not when you're trying to unify people. Like that's not setting the example.
0: I I guess you're right. I mean, I do. I, I do know I'm right. You I I guess. Mean,
1: don't guess yeah. it.
0: The, the The writing is a little thin on this show. We have to accept it. I mean, we went from we went from like you know paradise with T- Taika Waititi's Thor chapter whatever three to um, a legit Star Wars show. I mean, and and I just. Something Sometimes I think that this show just doesn't know what it wants to be. But with that whole chess fiasco battle, it was almost like the timing was incredible. Because I was just thinking, you know, while they're there on that boat or ship or whatever, I'm just like, this is starting to get a little dull. This is starting to get a little bit...
2: Like, Ponderous,
0: you know? And then literally, as I'm thinking that, the guy's like, well, we need to have a fight scene. Okay, here we go. Let's make something up. Of course, they're playing chess. Okay, there we go.
1: Yeah. No. Can we talk about something else too? I want to talk about the music lately. The music yes. in Star Wars is supposed to be like, And it's kinda of sounded more like uh, you know, a little Def leopardy, little like it, it sounds a little too much like from our world. And yeah, I'm the I'm not the vibing on that. of
0: this show. Uh I mean I don't know. Like I always felt like the cinematic, operatic, uh kind of symphonic Thing was best fit for Star Wars and they've really tried to modernize it and I feel like it's gonna date this show horribly eventually well too. wait till
1: Lizzo sings in the final episode <laughs> you think I'm joking oh okay yeah no
0: <laughs> in a minute I'm Anita, Grand Admiral Thrawn to come back here
1: <laughs> she's gonna go around knighting everybody and singing about
2: I will You, if you help me cheat. Oh, team! No, she's the spy.
0: She's the one who told Grand Admiral Thrawn. (laughs) That would be.
1: Oh, I hate. I hate you. Because that would be great. That would be brilliant.
0: So when. This is our third question, T. When will stormtroopers ever learn how to hit anything? These guys are souped up with Beskar and rockets and everything, and they still can't hit the broadside of a uh, wombat or womp rat.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, plot armor is very thick in the Wars of Stars. I don't know what else to say about that. That's
0: interesting you mentioned armor, T, because I, I was kind of like... I don't know, it was almost you get in a situation where it's like these guys are too OP, they're too overpowered, they have Beskar alloy, but it seemed like that wore off, like, after a minute. Like, they start shooting and they're like, oh no, they have Beskar alloy, oh, this is gonna be terrible, and then suddenly, they just, their lasers start working. No explanation, just, no, we we just keep shooting and try to do the same thing again, and oh, it just magically starts to work and kill them.
1: I saw Ryan Airy and he was talking about like, oh no, well they were actually, you know, hitting their targets better and and like hitting where their armor wasn't and things like that. And I'm just like, whatever. Aim you know? for
0: the chinks in their armor.
1: I want to talk about some plot armor right now, though. Great. I've been hearing rumors that Pedro Pascal is out. I don't mean that he's gay. I mean that he's going to be not in. Yeah, the Yeah, he's going to get
0: killed off in the show. I think he's done.
1: You really think so? Yeah, he's dead, man. Yeah, no more I plot armor done. for for the Mandalorian. Like, this is his show. This, this is supposedly his legacy, right? And then yep. he's just, like, gonna die? You think they're gonna kill him? No, I Here's think, how I would handle it. Just, ironically, it,
0: it, it, I think his consciousness is going to get absorbed through Grogu into IG-12's memory chip. Jeez. Mm, now so you're just going to He'll live out his days crazy. in purgatory as a droid.
1: No, this is how I would handle it. And if Jon Favreau is listening, this is what I would do. It's a, it's a real easy solution you you can you know give me $4000 if you use it that's fine if not you know whatever but you have din the jarn get messed up in the throat right like he gets he gets a lightsaber or a blaster something hits him in the throat and messes up his vocal cords to the point where he's never going to talk right now next season you cast whoever the hell you want and you just have that person not be a prick and then you just ADR somebody with oh, talk like I'm the Mandalorian you know whatever who cares doesn't matter like his voice is not that important essentially at this point he is a voice
0: true i mean there Let's are already say. four or five people that play the mandalorian in the show i mean it's like puppetry right it's kind of like grogu controlling ig12 that's basically what they do with the character of the mandalorian too
1: yeah is Um, he even on set i heard that he stormed off the set in season two so is he actually in the suit now do you have any proof that he's in the suit right now this season or he's not just in his underwear and burbank just doing some adr voiceover crap
0: i think most of what he does is adr it has to be but he has a certain look you know you can tell the way he moves it's like pedro how do you how do you know it's just the way he balances his head on his shoulders, T. It just screams yeah. Latino. So Yeah.
1: So nobody else can cock their head to the side. Nobody. Got it. It's impossible. It.
0: That's where he makes the big butts. His head cocking skill is unrivaled in Hollywood.
1: That's funny because his <laughs> head gets more than cocked in Game of Thrones.
0: <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> they knew how to handle that guy. Oh, you want more FaceTime on
1: TV? <laughs> no problem. <laughs>
0: There's your whole face all over TV. Smushed like a Jogan <laughs> fruit all over the like
1: proprietor's face. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that episode taught me all about follow through. And my son mm. is way too young to ever watch Game of Thrones. But when he is old enough, I'm going to be like, son, sit down and watch this episode with your old man. And let me show you all about follow through.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: but anyway, I'm, I'm getting a little emotional. Sorry.
0: <laughs>
1: it's just really funny that like faces have become... <clears throat> such a big part of Pedro Pascal's life career
0: definitely yeah i mean i i don't know i think that i heard at the star wars the Star Wars celebration in jolly old England there, that they were trying to do well to explain that the title, The Mandalorian, does not simply refer to Din Djarin, but rather it's a host of characters who are The Mandalorian. Um, so I think that I heard um, uh, Favreau and uh, Filoni basically trying to protect themselves from the the future riot that's going to take place in the Twitter space when they do have to kill Din Djarin off tomorrow on the next week's episode.
1: You really think they're going to kill him though? I don't think so. No. I think they'll have him fade off. I think they'll have him like fly off somewhere like they did in The Walking Dead with Rick. They'll be like, here's a helicopter randomly here, get on it and just go to this government area. And then who cares? Right. Maybe he'll go like, after
0: Grand Admiral Thrawn and he'll make one appearance in the Filoni movie that comes out in like nine years, if that ever comes out. So, T, yeah. where is Grand Admiral Thrawn? He
1: is learning how to play the new version of Mandalorian chess <laughs> because he wants to make sure that he's using the Vizla, you know, the Vizla approved chess. You know, well, you know. Thrawn is all about art, right? Like, that's his whole thing. He studies the art and the culture of a people to learn how to best defeat them. So what art... What, what would he see if he looked around your house? What, what would he use to defeat you? Oh, I know. Um, pizza he'd boxes. Take away all your, he'd take away all your discs for your disc golf and you'd yes. curl up in a fetal position and just he
0: piles of die of discs and piles of empty pizza boxes. Um... And he would know that all he has to do to destroy me is steal my discs and put them in a pizza box at the top of a impenetrable mountain or something, and I would kill myself trying to get there. So no, that makes sense. Yeah, that's perfect.
1: Yeah, that's where I throw on is. I think he's learning how to play you know, all the board games. <laughs> keyword board, he, all the board games uh, that the Mandalorians are playing all the time.
0: I see. He's he's gonna beat them and just enrage them, so they're just gonna commit, you know, autocide defenestration um, <laughs> when they lose to Grand Amalthron in chess. It's gonna be like the seventh seal, right? Uh, Ingmar Bergman's classic. And he's going to come and he's going to be like, each Mandalorian must play chess with me. And yeah. You sank my battleship. <laughs> he's just kind of twiddling his thumbs there in the stratosphere of the galaxy and the unknown regions while he lets all his other people do his biscuit bitch work. Um, and I, I don't really get that. Like, is he? who is he really afraid of? Is it Ahsoka? I mean, is that the point that he's just terrified that Ahsoka is going to kill him? Uh, you know, you do realize that uh, you can wear some uh, armor and have some people around you so that you can more efficiently resurrect Palpatine and, you know, figure out your galactic control strategy. Um, So, yeah, this is a, a little weird to me that he's not there at all.
1: Okay, look, if you study Sun Tzu at all, you know that you choose where you fight. You don't let the enemy choose for you. And my whole thing is if Jedi were real in real life, I wouldn't go messing with those things until I knew exactly how to take them out, right? Like like Superman with Kryptonite. Like I want to know their kryptonite. So that's what Thrawn is actually working on. He's trying to figure out what the Jedi's weaknesses are because he knows not to underestimate the Jedi's because one was able to take out the entire empire
0: twice. What if it's just a little cameo, like with uh, Cad Bane in the book of Boba Fett, and like they build up this whole thing about Thrawn for like nine years, like Grand Admiral Thrawn, Grand Admiral, and then literally like Ahsoka like finds him in his office and like slices him like dead, you know? And it's like, oh, he's gone. Sorry, everybody, you, you got excited about this. It was only thirty well, seconds.
1: This is this is Disney, so before he dies, he would obviously go out twerking.
0: There you go, Grand
1: Team- Admiral Grand Admiral Thrawn. Think about
0: cameos instead. Tw- Stuff. you know, this episode, of course, um, I mean, they even reunite with some people from like the Mad Max Fury Road Mandalorian tribe for crying out loud. But why is Black Kersanthin and Boba Fett and Fennec Shand not doing anything to help out this covert of uh, Mandalorians? They would be very useful in this endeavor.
1: Well, isn't he busy running his city right now as the, I don't remember what it is, the, the not, not high magistrate. It's the uh, Dom Dom, wasn't it?
0: Yes, the high dom viceroy majestic floof of Kathleen <laughs> <Catherine. laughs> <laughs> <that a> Floof? <laughs> I don't know. That's
1: what we call my. Well, no, cat. didn't Fenix Shan make an appearance? I, uh, I thought maybe Fenix Shan made an appearance in Bad Batch because somebody was yeah, saying something about Bad Batch, and I was like, at uh, Fenix Shan, and I was like, uh, did I miss that? Yeah, she was in that. that.
0: She definitely was in that, from what I've heard. I've watched. Was it some season it. one or season two? Because I don't remember her yeah, being in season, season two. One.
1: Yeah. Oh, okay. And she's but bad that was in before. That one. Yeah, but that was before Book of Boba Fett. So right. Long I don't Before know.
0: she got her womb ripped out by a laser bolt and uh, it was reconstructed. So
1: yeah, they shouldn't. They they could have put her. You know, they could have oh, miniaturized no. <laughs> her down and put her into an IG unit. Oh no, I got
0: it. Oh no. I've got it, I've got it. Her, <laughs> you got it, like, man. her majestic metallic womb is going to bear the offspring of the IG 12 Grogu-powered like... <laughs> situation and they're gonna get together <laughs> and start <laughs> pumping out robotic Grogu, babies. <laughs> fennec shand is gonna be like the reverse to grand admiral thrawn grief karga she's gonna start her own army of like jedi mech mando droids it's gonna be this massive battle like uh, oh the end game oh, i can't wait
1: oh my god <laughs> you're gonna get so much hate mail from the six people that follow her on twitter
0: I can't wait. She was great, by the way, in the uh, celebration. Um, Mina. Oh, Mina was Nguyen, she? She came up. She was clearly, clearly smoking the reefer and drinking all the shots backstage because she was just had a grin on her face from ear to ear, like killer.
1: Wait, was she the one that says she touches herself?
0: Yes. She says she At touches celebration? herself.
2: Celebration?
0: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why what you admit that in public. <laughs> I touched myself when she said that, but like, yeah, I mean, it was crazy. <laughs> what was
1: she talking about? I know we said we weren't going to talk about mm-hmm. Celebration, but don't we know. have to talk about this.
0: I can't remember now, man. It was uh, it was about Star Wars. It was like, I, you know, I touch myself when I get to watch Star Wars or something. Like,
1: yeah. Wow. I don't know. Well, I know she touches herself when she listens to our show, but I mean, I didn't know it was all Star Wars. Like, I thought it was just us. Now I don't feel special anymore
0: dang it i have a bonus question for you Tib. how many people are going to attend paz Vizla's funeral from being made into a magic sword box by those praetorian guards <laughs> magic sword oh that's why you shared that yeah you know like the magi- magic sword by they they put you in a box and they stab you like from yeah no, no no, no. All, i, I got that
1: one there was one that you shared on twitter though that i didn't understand at all you know you're you're no what is it no particular reason or whatever yeah
0: my no particular reasons
1: let's go to those real quick okay cool while I give you the answer that is going to be very lame the answer is just going to be six
0: six okay
1: there'll be six people there
0: yeah so my first one is here yeah that's
1: the one I didn't get
0: so this is like from the Sneeches. There's a oh, I know the Sneeches, or not the Sneeches. The Butterbeater battle, and it was sort okay. of like for me, it reminded me of like you know the two sides of the Mandalorians coming together, right? You've got the guys without the helmet and the guy with the helmet, because in this book, the whole idea is they hate each other because one team of these Butterbeetles butters, <laughs> <bread on top, laughs> oh, the right. butters their bread on top, oh that's right, the other team butters their bread at the bottom. It's like kind of like the Mandalorians and their trivial trivialities about their order, like you wear a helmet when you you don't wear a helmet I don't like you anymore and it's just it's starting to sound a little bit stupid this whole helmet thing oh it's starting to sound stupid yeah, yeah just the now. whole thing
1: is stupid yeah okay and I didn't watch Avatar Way of Water so why is what so is this so this is one? just
0: like Grogu you know this is a, the gif of like um the uh the Scully character, whoever it is, who becomes the Avatar. Like, the minute he becomes an Avatar, he starts running around uh, the hospital room. Like, this is like when Uh. Grogu first takes control of IG-12. Like, he's just bouncing around like crazy. He's like, yes, 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 yes. So, you know, that's sort of like what that was about, so... You can find all these on my Twitter feed. I do post these gift spoiler, non-spoilers every week before uh, a new Star Wars show. Um, My goal is to create some really weird, obscure things that you will only understand if you've seen the episode. Um, But sometimes I do screw up and I put something up there that's an obvious spoiler, and I'm really sorry for that. Not... (laughs) <laughs> ah,
1: the Jar, Jar Binks one. I thought you were going to get murdered for that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: You probably should have been, to be quite honest.
0: Very, for, for 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 many worse things than that, too, honestly. Like um Yeah. So, all right, T, we got a few questions for our Jeopardy game where you try to guess the question um here. Um so our first question, T, comes to us from uh Link million What's your answer?
1: My answer is I need to really think about this. Really need to think about this one. You you took it off the screen, dingus.
0: Oh no no, it wasn't that one. That's we're gonna do that one last. This is a different one. This is a different one from Linkbox a million. Big beasts, big beasts. No incorrect. So the question here is, who is the traitor? My credits are on the armorer. So Link obviously believes that there is a traitor in the Mandalorian covert, and that's the armrest, armorer.
1: I, I said what I said. Big beast. Have you ever seen Emily Swallow? I have. Or is it Swallow or Swallows?
0: Emily Swallow.
1: Emily Swallow? Yeah. Like she has a bird?
0: I think so. Or it's not Swallows. Like, what does she swallow? That's kind of dirty. Ew.
1: I don't know. I'm just saying, isn't that her name? But she's a big beast of a woman. Have you seen this woman? She's yeah. huge. I know. So I said Big Beast.
0: No, I'm okay. right. All right. Here's, your other, here's another question that comes to you from Camaray of Camry Semi Productions. How does Grieg Karga become Snoke? So I, I know you meant grief, Karga. We need to give him some grief for that typo. You, you, you
1: messed up the bit, you bit killer.
0: Yeah. <laughs> How does he become Snoke? Yeah. How does Grief cargo become Snoke? We're With doing it all different ways now. Every juice. question is going to be different now. You know how we do it. So the first one you had to guess the answer. <laughs> yeah, this one well, I told you the yeah. question, and then the third one you're going to have to yeah. guess the question. Okay, so why even have principles, right? I don't have. Like, I don't yeah, have principles. Just, Take off
1: just, your helmet. Just, leave it yeah, on. Yeah, I exactly. Give a shit, exactly. Team. Who cares? Are you actually leading me to an ambush to be slaughtered? Is that what's happening? Very likely. Very likely. A lot of pickle juice.
0: A lot of pickle juice, so I like that. Do do you think that Karga is involved in the cloning of Snoke? (laughs) No, I think he's going to become Snoke. I
1: think they're essentially going to take his genetic mold, right? Like, Grief Karga is going to die at the end of this episode, or the next episode. Like, Grief Karga is going to die. But you're going to find out that they're able to, like, clone his fingernail, and they're going to make a new Grief Karga, and that's going to be... Ultimately, what becomes Snoke? Now you know when you clone somebody, you don't get their personality. I know you know that, right?
0: No, because this is evidenced by all the clones of the uh, you know um, prequel era, and they all have totally different personalities. Yes, they have
1: blue helmets and red helmets. <laughs>
0: Some of them <laughs> some of them like chocolate chip cookies and some of them don't. I mean
1: yellow travel biscuits, purple travel yeah, biscuits. Yes,
0: the travel biscuit preferences are incredibly dynamic and interesting to dramatic effect. All right, here's your third one Teban. This one I'll give you a point if you can guess the question word for word. And this also comes to you from Link Voxamillion.
1: Okay, I'm trying to channel Link. Because this is worth a million Blah. space biscuits. This, this one.
0: Blah. Okay, here we go.
1: Blah. What? 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 What is the likelihood of Grogu going nuts and ripping Gideon to shreds? To get Mando back like Wanda shredding Mr. Fantastic in the Multiverse of Madness.
2: Oh, oh
0: bah. I'm sorry, T, that wasn't the question. The question was, what is the likelihood of Grogu going nuts and ripping Gideon to shreds to get Mando back like Wanda shredding Mr. Fantastic in Multiverse of Madness? You you added a word there, the, your answer is worth zero points. I'm sorry, you lose. What in the Pat Sajak bullshit <laughs> is this? You're Your boat gets crushed by a giant mythosaur. Sorry. (laughs) It's not even a mythosaur, you dumbass. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) It's a giant,
0: it's a giant duper, duper sore, duper sore. I would love to see Grogu grabbing uh, Gideon's Beskar armor, like with a space magnet and just tearing him into little bits, just like he happened to him in uh, Breaking Bad, like where he got his face blown off. I think this would be an incredible uh, dramatic scene. Well, honestly, Moff Gideon needs to die. I am so sick of him. Yeah, he he's kind of a weak link at this point because he doesn't. There's not enough plot space for him. I mean, we got Grand Admiral Thrawn, we got the Emperor, we got Snoke, we got all this kind of crap that they're writing to. It's all messy, and I hate it. And just you know, they should have made the show like a thousand years in the past or future, so they didn't have to integrate all this garbage because a little well, bit wasn't that what the
1: Acolyte's going to be is the Acolyte going to be like the beginning of the force or something like that
0: no the Acolyte's going to take care of things during the High Republic era I think so kind of the the tickles of the Sith you know magic and stuff are going to be present there oh, it sounds boring yeah what you're talking about is we weren't going to talk about celebration at all but what, what you're talking about is the original movie that I have been pitching on this show for for a long time now Um And what I'm talking about is a movie that takes place before the Jedi, before the Republic, before the Empire, before anything in the galaxy was organized, when people are just in caves, right? They don't know anything about the Force, and someone is eating some space mushrooms and gets a revelation and starts moving crap with their mind. And this is the discovery of the Force. They are making that biblical epic, and that movie is going to be the tits. That's the name of it? The Tits? The Force Tits, yeah. The Force Tits? (laughs) Yeah, The Force Tits.
1: (laughs) Okay, sounds great. Is Ringo Starr available to star
0: in that? We can hope and pray. We can hope and pray.
1: That's a very dated reference, ladies and gentlemen. If you get that one, make sure you follow me on Twitter.
0: Yes. So what do you think? I I like that idea. I think it's going to be fantastic if uh, there's a showdown between – grogu the ig12 grogu situation and the beskar situation of moff situation.
2: gideon oh i just thought of another thing with the situation because he's the guy from jersey shore right <laughs> yeah hey, what are you what are you <laughs> fucking doing over there moff gideon you son of a bitch you take my dad out hey would you want to fight about it uh, uh, hey i'm down to kill you boy team
0: in my head cannon. that's what grogu's voice is like is you know <laughs> it's from jersey he's yeah. got like the
1: jersey accent
0: yeah. Hey, forget 100. about it over here. Forget about it. IG12, my main man.
1: All right. We need to have the situation on the show. I, I mean, he just got a like federal prison or something. He's probably available. Mm. Yeah. Most
0: likely. Okay, Teab. Well, we got some. We got some fun things to talk about actually here. Um. Oh. Goodbye. F- yeah. So first of all, somebody noticed uh, that in this episode. Um. Star Wars Explain, I think actually posted this, um, that they were translating Arabesh and they found some arabesh here from uh, the last episode uh, when that um, when that the man who works in the morgue, when he is uh, showing them like the little molecules, the little nanobots, um, and he finds this arabesh of uh, of Hellgate um, and it's like his little profile picture. And what it actually says in basic is, this means nothing. However, fans may interpret the hell out of it. C S I F T W. Hmm. I can't
1: really crack that last part. What's the what's the code? C S I
0: yeah, The C S I part I don't know. W. For the win? CSI for the win? Maybe? I don't know.
1: I know that dumbass. I'm trying to be funny. Oh. Okay.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: It's a it's a throwback to CSI, the show CSI because it's it Yeah, it looks like CSI type, you know, like the kind of thing that you would see in CSI and obviously for the win.
0: Precisely you know. so that they yeah, have just no. chat GPT like doing the Arabesh Translations now and just rendering it out because it's like we leveled up our amount of Arabesh. Like I think there was like maybe two examples of Arabesh in the original Star Wars a new hope and now it's like just all over the place And I'm just it's starting to drive me a little crazy because I'm a maximizer team And I just I can't handle the fact that this stuff isn't translated in situ and as we're going along and then I have to come back with my full knowledge of what the Arabesh is because I'm actually dyslexic. And so for me to translate that that Arabesh on the fly, especially with my layers of helmets and, and stuff, it's difficult for me to do that. And so I'm kind of feeling like I'm missing out on every episode because it's just plastered in Arabesh.
1: Man, I don't even know what the hell you're trying to tell me. <laughs>
0: Well, uh Teab, we have some. You want of, more R
1: You want less are like what do you like, I want speak like speak to me in English. Speak to me in the in the basic English okay, of America, okay, bitch.
0: Okay. It's like this, Teeb. <laughs> it's like you know like when you're watching a movie and some guy's talking in some other language like from over there in Asia or something, they put the subtitles in the bottom so you can read it. I want them to do that with the Arabesh translations. I want them to like put that at the bottom or something Uh, too. So I don't have to go back because it's all all over Yeah. If
1: you ever play Cyberpunk 2077, if you like go into like scanner mode and you're looking at signs, it'll actually like give you like essentially a subtitle of the sign that you're looking at. So you're saying like you would like to see essentially little sticky notes on every scene, every time there's Arabesh.
0: I think they should sell like a little monocle device that you can wear like you buy it at the Disney (laughs) store and it like translates the arabesh for you or even with your phone. You could like hold it up and it'll like instantly translate so you can watch the show on one screen through another screen and and that will help you stay tapped into the episode.
1: Do you remember the original Transformers? Yes. The, The
0: toys? Do you remember
1: what they how they came?
0: They came in boxes.
1: Right, at the back of the box it had stats. It had like their their characteristics and stats. Oh sure. They had a red like uh piece of uh plastic that you would have to put over the stats. And oh, you would be able to like see, see the stats, but only yeah, cuz it was like it was like unless you were like incredibly not colorblind, you wouldn't be able to see the uh the lines, right? Like you had to use like the little piece of like plastic. So I, th- I think that's not a terrible idea, right? Like give us little, yeah, a little, like just try wearing 3D glasses. Every time you watch The Mandalorian, just wear the 3D glasses and eventually your brain will start to just, you know, translate it for you.
0: I like that. I like that. I got something else for you, Teeb. Is it money? No, this comes to us from Guy Online. Who is Fella Humstdevie? That's F e l l a w h o m s t d v e, and I actually got permission to uh, to share this with us. Um, we're actually not going to discuss this, Teab, but we're actually going to reenact this um this leaked page from Dave Filoni's Heir to the Empire. Um, and so it's actually incredible, Teab. So um. I would like you to read the um, stage directions and play the part of Asokatano, Tano and then I will play um every subsequent part, okay?
1: So, I'm going to get one line. I feel like Pedro Pascal over here. I, I want a little bit more screen oh, time. Oh, actually, but-
0: yeah, you'll just we'll do every other. So, yeah, you, you How start, about I do all the girls? Yeah, you do all you can do the no, Yeah, you could do the women or actually, you know what? Why don't we just do every other? So, you start and then we'll just do go off and on. That'll be good cuz there's like about 20 characters here.
1: Okay, interior, hangar bay, daytime, Ahsoka Tano.
2: We need to take the fight the throne.
1: Bocatan Kreeze steps out of the shadows. Bocatan,
0: you'll have my dark saber.
1: The Mandalorian and my jetpack, Boba Fett,
0: and my flamethrower,
1: Captain Rex, and my blaster, Sabine Wren,
0: and my spray paint cans,
1: Zeb Aurelius. and my paws. Baby Yoda, you can talk now.
0: The Baby Yoda situation, right? Yeah. And my Marlboro Reds!
1: Ezra Bridger. And my can do attitude! Cal Kestis. I'm Cal Kestis. Hondo Onaka. And my knowledge of business! Zero the Hut.
0: And my delicious Cajun gumbo! So, there you go. Um, thanks to Guy Online for that leak. Um, so, yeah, what a, what it sounds like it's going to be an exciting movie. Uh, we got something else for you, Teeb. This is a tasty little episode.
1: Jeez, there's a lot going on in this episode, bro. I know,
0: I know. There My sure computer is. already crashed
1: once. I hope it doesn't crash again.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Teeb, it's time to talk about some of the jokes that the meter 2.0 did. GPTO, GPTO came up with and these jokes are all themed around armor so without further ado Teeb, here's one of these jokes armor I don't even know her yeah is that the joke yes why did the Mandalorian's armor smell like Wookiee he had Bee. just spent the night camping on Kashyyyk <laughs> that's funny because that's true there you go this guy yeah i know why did the mandalorian's armor have a dent in it
1: why did the mandalorian's armor have a dent in it
0: he accidentally parked his ship in the middle of a gamorian stampede
1: Ooh, i've been in one of those if you can walk out of one of those not smelling and being alive you have done well also remember they're prone to fall off cliffs
0: we need more gamorians like in my opinion, they're like an underused species in terms of like fakery and stuff. Like we have a hot, we have a whatever the hell you are, and myself is a stormtrooper, of course. Um, we kind of need a Gamorian faker, I I'm think.
1: a half human, half Zeltone, Zelt- Zeltonian, and um, I have recently updated my profile picture and gotten like 10 new followers, nude, nude mm. followers, 10 nude followers. Because you're
0: so handsome.
1: Scarlett Johansson. No, she's not following me.
0: All right, here's another one. Go on. This is the best one. Are you ready? What did I didn't say I was ready yet. Say? Oh, I'm sorry.
1: Ask me again. No, ask me if I'm ready. What
0: Mandalorian say? Are you ready? Yes. Okay. What? I'm just going to edit that pause out. Oh, you're pregnant. Yeah. pregnant. <laughs> you have know, a situation.
2: <laughs> I
0: have a situation, yeah. What did the Mandalorian say when he saw someone wearing knockoff Beskar armor? What? That is not the way. <laughs> <laughs> that was really the best one. Actually, that is the best joke that, that this good. whole
1: GPTO has ever written in its l- short I agree. life. Yeah, yeah.
0: So, so the fake meter is getting better. Team. Oh, great. Um, and and what do you think? I mean, what is what is what do you think's going to get better about the end of this season? Uh, our big finale episode coming up in a few days. Any predictions for what's going to happen? Peter
1: Pascal will be horribly wounded in his mouth.
0: What? You didn't say Sabine Wren. I guess because we saw her in the Ahsoka tour oh, yeah. at a Celebration. I, You're just like, oh, I'm over that. Well, ass. yeah,
1: Sabine Wren. Like They're not going to have her in there again. Now they're going to have her for Ahsoka. You think no. they're going to tie her in with this?
0: No, I do not. It's too many. No. It, it,
1: no. They, they They don't want to dilute their whole, you know, oh, hey, we got Sabine Wren. They don't want to
0: dilute it like they did with the Book of Boba Fett so I think that you're gonna see we've already got our death right? Uh, an, an unimportant character that doesn't matter died and so we're not gonna kill Mando we're not gonna kill Grogu IG-12 situation we're not gonna kill Boca um, although sometimes I'd like to um, but I think that you're gonna see Boca Ratone and the Mandalorian face off against uh, um, G- Moff Gideon And they are going to kill him. And it's going to be all over for their little empire. The Shadow Council is going to freak out. And they're going to be like, oh, no. Best laid plans of mice and men. And that's going to finish on the return of Grand Admiral Thrawn. You're going to see a hologram of him. And he's going to say... This is going exactly how I wanted to anyway, um, because I'm Danish. So, you know, there's nothing you can do to stand in my way. We make, we have great gourmet restaurants and excellent uh, literacy statistics. And uh, also, we have blue skin. And so, it's going to finish on a shot of Grand Admiral Thrawn, either from the back or through a hologram in some way. And it's going to set up the. Uh, actually, I,
1: I figured it out. You're not going to like the answer. It's actually going to be Leia, Princess Leia. Because it rhymes, right? Last season ended with Luke making an appearance, and this one we're going to have to see Leia. Leia is going to be just like thrust upon this final episode. I don't know how yet, but she's going to swoop in and
0: save the day. Teeb, I poop on you. <laughs> <laughs> Well, just I, the fact that I have to consider that as a possibility. I didn't say it'd be the little it's Leia. Verbal violence to my Star Wars headcanon. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> think about
1: how nuts the internet went when when we saw Luke.
0: Good point. It did. So
1: why not introduce Leia? I mean, just she's she's a cartoon.
0: I think it's okay to introduce people who are still alive, but if you introduce them when they're dead, it's like you can't do that. It's somehow wrong. I don't you know.
1: mean like it? It would it would show too much hope Possibly. do you understand Possibly. that joke
0: there my friend i do
1: i understand rogue one it. they I've used her it. and she said one line hope and she was dead so
0: they've done it before bro no she was not you are incorrect she died because i know this she died literally while i was in the theater watching rogue one okay and i saw it the day it came out so i I, I I mean, I, I was in Korea, so maybe it came out two weeks later, I think, possibly, but I know that she definitely was alive during the production of Rogue One, and she knew all about that. Okay. Dear Carrie. Yeah, yeah, because I literally, as the movie ended, I opened up my phone and read the news that Carrie Fisher had passed away. Hmm. Then I ran home as fast as my little legs would carry me and wrote her an ode, a poetry ode, and had Chewbacca do it in his Chewbacca elegant um, voice. Do we have that clip? Yeah, we do. I think you should definitely play it.
2: The first time I met thee, a walking carpet was I dubbed. But by adventure's end, thine worship and I hugged thine cute galactic hair buns and sharp wit did inspire. Thou didst serve the rebellion to help fuel our fire, to destroy the empire and bring freedom again to our imaginary galaxy that we all believe in. But your power extends beyond galactic conundrums. Thou didst show us thine spirit with real-world gumption. Thank you, fair Carrie, for living thine life under fandom's observance, through much mental strife. At many a nerd conference, thou art our prized dignitary, and brought us to laughter with thine beloved Gary. Carrie, my princess, I salute thee with this text, and may the Force unite us. In this life, and the next.
0: Well, I, I, yeah, so I think that's cool. So what was your best car rating then for this episode, T? Three. Three? Okay. I gave it a four. It was my favorite episode probably of the season.
1: I mean, I I gave it a three because of the whole... You know, Grogu being a better leader than, you know, as a baby than anybody else in the entire galaxy at this point that we've seen on The Mandalorian.
0: That was a little lame. I agree. I agree. But it was so cute. No, 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 no. Yes, yes, yes. Of course, Grogu's like demanding and like out of control and has ADD. (laughs) Well,. You know, unfortunately, T, that is all we have uh, time for. But I do want to also plug one more thing. On Friday, the 21st, I believe it is, of April, um, time to be determined, but probably around uh, 7 or 8 p.m. Galactic uh, standard time um, that would be eastern time for those of you who live in the United States we are going to have a Twitter live so yeah Friday the 21st so give you two days to watch the final episode of the Mandalorian and then come on to Twitter follow the FSW radio account and we're going to do a little party so bring the spotchka, bring uh, you know your friends spread the word uh, the last one we had was fantastic we had loads of people there um, and it was just a great time so um, definitely Definitely, definitely tune in for that.
1: Duper made somebody
0: cry. It was great. I made a lot of people cry at the last one. So, but unfortunately, Teeb, that is all for this week. Um, you know, listeners, you can follow us at Faking Star Wars on Twitter and Instagram at Faking Star Wars, and on Facebook at Facebook.com/slash/RealFakingStarWars. And if you submit a question, like we always ask for, we will. Read it next week. Just use the hashtag FSW Radio. And you can get some official FSW shirts and other gear at bit.ly slash FSW merch. I'd like to highlight our Blue Boy Summer Thrawn t-shirt, which is still up there for sale. And that is a two-sided shirt. That's got stuff printed on the front and the back. So very sexy for the summertime. Follow me on Twitter at StormDuper. Follow VeganTheHut, our longtime co-host at VeganTheHut. And you can also follow Teab at TeabRontor. That's R-O-N-T-R. And follow FSW Radio on Twitter and Instagram as well. We really, really want to plug our Patreon. In the last few months, we've lost a few patrons because of pandemics and all kinds of other problems. You know, you only have to give us a buck a month. That's twelve dollars a year and we pump out loads of episodes during that year. I think uh, we're up to about a 130 episodes here in season six. so that's an average of about 20 or 30 a year um, Just by supporting us as a patron, you will feel good and you'll also get a reward. So join us for a buck a month. If you can, three bucks a month or five bucks a month or Tib, maybe even five thousand bucks a month. That would be absolutely appreciated by myself. Um, if you do decide to give us $5,000 a month, I personally will send you a toe in the mail. Not your toe? Like, not my toe. It's a toe. I, I can't say where I got it.
1: It might be my... Well, it, it might is it going to be a human tuporous? toe? Is it going to be like an alligator toe? Like, you know, there's a lot of
0: toes in the world. That's part of the mystery. We're waiting. Yeah, that's part of the mystery. It will be a living toe. Um... It, it won't be attached to anything else and the toe will be decaying so you're going to have to open it fast and put it in formaldehyde. And then
1: drink it in Canada. I mean, what do you... Exactly, do you, sh- yeah. Dude, we're going to get like one of these whack jobs who like the guy who got all the Pepsi points and got a, a Harrier jump jet, you know? You're going to have to like sever
0: a toe in your neighborhood <laughs> it's gonna be great i can't wait so five thousand dollars a month supporter you'll be at the gold eagle super jedi level and you will receive a toe from me in a, in a tupperware dish <laughs> <laughs> sent to your house <laughs> <laughs> then and you'll uh, have to give us yeah, your address and
1: you'll realize that we are the kind of people that will mail you a toe and know where you <laughs> live So just keep that in mind. Hell, I
0: mean, for $5,000 a month, I will personally drive the toad (laughs) in the front door and leave it on your porch. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) So anyway, uh, we would like to thank Jedi Knight Taxis Carlson, who's our longtime uh, happy supporter.
1: Yeah. Thank you very much, Taxis Carlson. And have you have any of you written us a review yet? If not, please consider giving us a five-star review on iTunes, Podchaser, or your podcast platform of choice. It really does help us appear when people search for Star Wars on their podcast app. And if you write us a funny review, we will probably read it on an upcoming episode. One more thing before we go. We recently merged discords with the one and only Camray of Camray Semi Productions. Uh, uh, Semi Productions? That sounds like... I don't know. We'll get back to that. So, yeah. We, we merged with him and you can find him over on discord at cam Ray discord to join in all the discussions that we have about star wars cat memes the end of the world all sorts of good stuff and as always stay tuned to FakingStarWars.net for quality star wars comedy parody and satire and thank you to all of our followers for listening and of course may the foe be with you see you next time
0: that's my line, Teeb. I'm the one with the dark saber around here. Yeah, but
1: you dropped it the other day when you were playing with your damn Legos. <laughs> when you hurt your you stubbed I your toe. It and Th- someone else picked yeah, it up. Yeah, you stubbed your toe. That's they, combat. And, and so you man. dropped it, and I picked
0: <laughs> it up, and ha it's mine now. There you go. You're now the leader of the Mandalore. I quite.
1: You are the Mandalore. Yeah, I quite. I, I do, you know, remember you
0: actually saying,
1: I surrendered.
0: <laughs> yes. Well, thank you for everyone being here. May the foe be with you. See you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening. Please write a review for this show on iTunes or Podchaser and be sure to visit
2: fakingstarwars.net slash podcasts for more shows on our network.